So I guess I'll just maybe I don't know. Maybe I'll say it for the recording. But <laughs> there there is a baby shower happening at my house, so uh it might be audible. There might be a lot of cackling and stuff in the background of this recording. Um my my uh, end should sound fine because I don't let women or children into my house. That's not true. Well, I guess if they're not related, maybe. Uh, in general, it's true about 99% of the time. <laughs> Definitely no children. There's never been a child here. Yeah. Like, a, <laughs> like an under 12 child, right? Or any, probably anybody under 20 has not been in that house. I'm going to say 27 <laughs> is the youngest uh-huh. that's been in the house. Yeah. At least since I've been in control of it. <laughs> God knows what was in here before. Who knows? I can't, I mean, I can't, I can't sell the house and say for sure that there were never a child in here. So, I mean, it is going to ruin the resale value a bit. Yeah. But when, whenever you uh, have to admit to the seller, like, yes, there's, I cannot guarantee no children. And they're yeah. like, well, all right. Well, that's just going to knock 100000 off right there. <laughs> I can smell them. I can smell that. I'm like the, the, the Sanderson sisters. I can smell the children. They were in here. Place yes. freaks a child. Yeah. There was some other movie that could, some lady could smell children, right? I don't know. I mean, like all witches, that's like their thing, right? Yeah. I think- I, the only other thing I could think of is smells like gelfling. But uh, <laughs> I don't even know if that's a line from the movie. I, it just sounds right. Yeah. And you're, that's a Skeksis, right? Same yeah. Way? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't. Uh, yeah, that you're going to think that's a quote until you watch the entire series and everything again. Yeah, I'm going to have to like go through the movie and the series again just to figure out if Smells Like Gelfling is an accurate or ever Was that ever said ever? Yeah. Yeah. But for now, you'll believe it. Yeah, it seems right. Like, it seems like something probably like that, that like fatter one would say, the one that hated, uh, Oh no, I've forgotten his name. Chamberlain, the one that like really hated Chamberlain. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> the one who was like, stop your whimpering. That one. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, so this is still in beta. Uh, we talk about video games and every, everything else, apparently. <laughs> right. Also, also trying to remember. Things from 80s movies. Trying to, like, remember, like, references to, like, anything. Like, it's half the half our show, I think, is forgetting who, like, said what in a movie or TV show or something. Mm-hmm. And then spending, like, 10 minutes trying to remember that person's name. Or, like, trying to explain old Hanna-Barbera plot lines and, like, what Jabberjaw is... Uh, yes. Speaking of trying to explain old 80s things, I want to talk about Willow for a second. So, <laughs> which Willow are we talking about? I'm going to talk about the show because 
I've I watched the movie in preparation for the show, and then I was just like, this show's not like the movie. So I think that's my biggest problem is that tonally the show is not like the movie. And because it's like five percent stupider. Yeah. And like I have a hard time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I have a hard time like mentally going like, man, this just feels too dumb to be in Willow. And then I think like, ah, but you know, Val Kilmer is did it, dress up like a woman to trick a guard. Like, yeah, that was, is, is it, and is it really dumber? I mean, I mean, think about the fact that, I mean, there was one character whose whole shtick was getting pooped on his face, right? Like either a bird would crap on his face or a baby would barf on his face. Oh yeah. But he was just, his whole deal was he got shit on his face. Just any any scene he was in for more than a minute. Well, it, it just happened twice. I mean, he, he had the bird poop on him and he had the baby spit on him. But that was the guy that was like the mean jerk, like trying to take Willow's land guy. Right. He was like the mayor uh-huh. of. The little people town that I forget what the name is. And. <laughs> And so he was just like a big jerk. And so like when, you know, when the baby barfs on him or when the bird poops on him, you're like, yeah, come up and you got it. Take that. You get crap in your face. Yeah. Uh, So he was like the butt of that, that joke. Yeah. Uh, So. What I thought when I was watching the series was that I was like, oh, I didn't know that Willow was in the same universe as Hercules and Xena warrior princess. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's the sickest burn. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, I, and, and part of me like actually kind of just loves it, but just like the way that they talk, it's like, what if we took a bunch of millennials and threw them into a fantasy world? Now that you say it, it does remind me of, okay, so there was, you know, so there was Hercules and then there was the Xena that was a spinoff of Hercules. And then there was a spinoff of Xena starring Bruce Campbell. I don't know if you knew that. I did not. Oh, so wait, wait, wait. Are we talking about the Western? No, not the... Uh, not Briscoe County Jr. Jr. That was yeah. the spinoff of Xena, right? Briscoe <laughs> County Jr. No, <laughs> no, he was like some kind of like I, I don't. He was a thief. He was a thief. But then there was a, there yeah. was there was a show about a pirate. He was like he was also like a pirate in some show. But that was not a spinoff of Xena. I could have sworn that was a spinoff of Xena, where he was no a pirate thief. No, so you're telling me he was, was... a thief in Xena. First, yes, yeah, uh-huh. and then a pirate, then a pirate in that and the show? other thing, yeah, that was a total. That okay. was a, it's also its own thing. That was a spinoff of Briscoe County Junior. No, if anything, <laughs> but well, think about it. So Zena was set in. Uh, I'm gonna just pre- just pretend I'm doing the hugest air quotes you can imagine. Zena was set in ancient Greece. Yeah, right. Uh, even though everybody speaks English like they were in the 90s. But it was set in ancient Greece, and the pirate thing was like so much further. That was in like pirate times, right? Like, yeah, he was wearing like a fucking tunic or whatever 
ancient Greek people wear in when he was a thief in that show. And then he was wearing like his puffy shirt and pirate pants in the other one. How can that be the same time frame? Yeah, okay, you got. He me. was. He That's, wasn't like post, some kind of thief god. Yeah, it's post Renaissance. Uh, yeah, pirate stuff. Yeah, yeah. That was just when people were getting back into Greek shit again. <laughs> uh, okay, whatever. But what I was trying to go with was. This willow feels like I think you're on the money. It feels like uh a Bruce Campbell joint. Like I feel like they could have put Bruce Campbell in this show. He would have fit right in. I feel like they should have passed Bruce Campbell as the Christian Slater character. And uh-huh. and that would have made a million times more sense and I would have been like, "Okay, I guess I'm on board. If you're not trying to make Willow, you're just trying to make this Briscoe County show." You know, you just try, you know, <laughs> Briscoe County Junior Four. Yeah, that's what this is. So that's like that. And then the like ending every episode with a with a with a pop song. Sometimes it's the real one. But most of the time, it's like a sad cover, like a sad, morose yeah. cover of a rock song. And I'm just like, why? Why? Why did you do this? Yeah. Why you got to Sarah McLachlanize every song? Yeah. But yeah, um, right. And I, I guess I was like, but all of that, because I did not watch the Willow movie beforehand. I just watched the show and went with that. I was like, did they, did they, do that? Did they just have sh- like fucking 80s rock playing in Willow at some point? And I'm like, no, nah. I, for the life of me at all, I, if I recall, it seemed a lot more like John Williamsy music. And then you said it was some other guy. And yeah. I'm like, I don't know. Well, yeah, it's this, yeah, it was James Horner. And and the reason I know it's James Horner right off the bat, without even like having to look it up, is because every single movie score that he's done has a part in it where there's a, a like a lone trumpet that goes, da 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 Do you know what I'm talking about? There, there's like, <laughs> a there's it's in the score for Troy, that, that terrible Brad Pitt Grease movie. Uh, not in Greece like the musical, Greece like what we were talking about earlier. And then there's uh-huh. uh so there's Troy, there's Enemy at the Gates, there's the first new st- the 2009 Star Trek movie was James Horner. And uh I- any other James Horner score, including Willow. So, and so like So I I am dead serious when you said like you can tell because of I was like seriously wanted to interrupt you and with just and i was just gonna blurt out the trumpet like i like with I was no just context totally... you're just gonna say the trumpet <laughs> yes like i was just full of bs and i was gonna be like the trumpet he's always gonna have a trumpet and you're like he's always gonna have a trumpet like what no <laughs> yeah no i should find i should find the like james horner Da-da-da-da. like i like put that like back to back from each score and slice that in here so you could be like, this is the James Horner horn. The okay. James horn. It's the James horn. Yeah.
And so, so that's in all of them. But the Willow score also has like a couple of pretty good themes for like adventuring, adventure time theme, like, you know, when they're sledding down the the mountain and stuff, and it's like, da-da-da, da-da-da. and they like bring that in occasionally in the show. They like sneak it in there and they're like, remember the old score? We're not going to use that. And it's just to trick you into thinking. Yeah, listen to the gonna... sad Metallica song. <laughs> yeah, it's just to trick you into thinking that they're going to do something. Like, yeah. but yeah, it's the show is outside of the characters is completely unrelated. Like, okay, wait, it, wait. Which one of them did the Goonies soundtrack? Uh, this is John Williams. Okay. A, I can't that's tell a Spielberg the movie, so it's. I, I can't tell the difference. It's like. It's. Yeah. Okay. That's that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Oreos and Hydrox. It's like, uh, I guess it's a little different, but it's like I don't care. They I'm dipping them in milk anyway. I mean, you know, there, there's a reason there's a million YouTube videos saying like, oh, these com- contemporary composers stole What are you doing? It looks like you're trying to play the stand-up bass. <laughs> oh, no, I just have an itch. Oh. Uh, <laughs> but uh yeah i mean all of these a lot of you know film composers like outside of your hans zimmer or something composers who have like trained you know to be orchestra composers like they learn the you know hundreds of years of of classical training so that it's like it's going to sound probably similar to each other because they're all kind of doing pulling from the same uh, palette, right? They're all painting with the same brushes. Right. Uh, also, uh, and I feel like you're the one that explained this to me, but like the whole concept of like soundalikes where they'll cut in like a score from another show or movie as as the background music before the original score for their movie is done. Mm. And then, yeah. And then it's like, oh, well we cut this to this song. So now it's, gotta be exactly like that song yeah yeah there's also that's more of a more modern thing where where directors have like mobile editing bays that they can move around where they'll like edit their own cut of the film to temp music tracks so they'll like pull in a rock song pull in a score from a different movie you know and then they'll have all of their scenes timed out to these the temp music, and then they'll be like, "Okay, composer, make it like the temp tracks," you know. And so you do get like sound alikes where it they're like, "Yeah, I guess I had to just make it sound like the temp thing because that's what the director said." And that's how Nickelback was created. <laughs> no, that was some sort of uh, chemical accident, I think. Um. Well, anyway, like, yeah, it's so. I was trying to explain this to Anna because I was watching the, the show this morning, um, the episode where they introduced the trolls and Christian Slater, and and I was like, man, you know, like eighty percent of this show I enjoy. Like the <laughs> the overarching like plot line is like pretty standard fantasy like evil thing. And there's a chosen one, and they have to get the chosen one to the evil thing. Oh my gosh. 
yeah, I don't even want to start on like how many freaking like I got like there was a point in time because we were like streaming three or four different things at once, and I'm like, okay, what the actual f? Every single one of these has a goddamn little girl prophecy. Got to save her, get her to the thing. Like, what the fuck, people? Why is it the little girl savior prophecy in every story? Well, yeah, and that's the thing that was like interesting about Willow as a concept was the chosen one was a baby and like the the bad person was like trying to like send the baby to some other dimension or something. Yeah. Hell. She was trying to send it to hell. Sure. Whatever. And so like the person who has to save everybody is this like dwarf who's supposed to be use magic, but he doesn't know how to use magic, you know? And he ends up, defeating her by like tricking her to blast herself. <laughs> yeah. It was like Frodo, but if Frodo had to haul a fucking baby around. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, now this one, this, they turned, they took that and then they're like, all right, but now let's just make it, uh, the, the more generic thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, Um, so yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I, I'm still watching it. I'm still like interested to kind of see what it resolves to, if it resolves to anything at the end of the show or at the end of the season, or if the end of this season is just a cliffhanger and they're like, ah, we probably won't make any more of this show because nobody watched it. You know, I don't know. (laughs) Yes. Like all. Uh, shows that have cliffhanger endings now they will none of them ever get continued oh i know what it was it was uh well one of the one of the shows we were finishing was uh his dark materials which was another one of those little girl prophecies oh, man. Her, get her to the that's thing. the hbo one right that's the hbo uh yeah, yeah. golden like compass off the golden compass yeah. and all that other stuff i guess that's what the whole series was called or the one of the books was called his dark materials i don't know maybe that was what the anthology was called yeah. Uh, but it's a much more in- intriguing title than The Golden Compass. Yeah. I just wish it was like interesting to watch cuz I started I watched the first episode and I was just like bored as hell and I'm like somebody do something please. <laughs> I just felt like it was so dull. Or at least maybe it was just the pacing of the dialogue and everything was so slow. That's like the problem of a lot of shows lately like it'll be like here's the first episode and the first episode is 187 hours long but then once you get through that episode then it like we actually like start having the stuff happen but you got to get through all this like setup where we show you like a thousand people and tell you all their names and then we'll actually get to the plot yeah uh i mean i i thought it was i thought it was pretty interesting when i got to the end though i was kind of like uh you didn't know how to end it. Um, I can tell from what happened, but uh, and it's but it's based yeah. off a finished book series, right? Yes, which makes a big difference, I think, because it's at least like seems like that was the ending that was desired, <laughs> as opposed to other. Yeah, it's they didn't other, they didn't as opposed to other HBO uh, series based on books that will remain named. Uh, I well, I already called it out. So, 
Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Um, okay. Well, I guess since we're on the topic of shows that were canceled with a cliffhanger, I want to move on to 1899. And just, have you watched the movie Don't Worry, Darling? Uh, no. I, haven't, I saw 1899, but I did not see Don't Worry, Darling. Okay, well... But now I won't, because apparently it's got a cliffhanger and it's never going to get finished. No, this is different. This, this is... Okay. I'm switching gears a little bit because both of those shows, spoilers, both of those shows are, it's the whole thing's a simulation, but, and so I'm just like, I feel like that has become like a new trope is just like, oh, it's, and maybe it's because people are, you know, VR was a thing like four years ago and people started to like get back into that. And so they were like, yeah, you know, it's it's like the Matrix. But instead of being in the 90s, they're in the 1800s or it's the Matrix. But instead of being in the 90s, they're in the 50s. OK, but to be fair, that's probably what the plot to Lost was going to be. But they never actually got to finish it the right way because of the writer's strike. And then it all got like just terrible. Oh, they were all on a plane and then suddenly they're all in the Matrix. No, no, they were never on. The they plane. were in the. They were. They were never on the plane. It was the Matrix from the start. It was the Matrix all the way down. Uh-huh. Hurley isn't even a fat. He's like I think a little Chinese girl. I think they were all dead at the time. But then whenever the everybody was like, they're all dead at the. It's it's purgatory, isn't it? They're like, ah, oh, damn, they're on to us. We got to change it. Okay, now it's not purgatory. It's not. It's really. It's a real. It's a real island. And he, how, how? What if you think? What about if they? Uh, there's other. There's time travel. What if? Send them back in time. And, and then they get to the end, and the, and, I, and I feel like at the end they're like, okay, yeah, fine, it was purgatory. Well, no, only the last season was purgatory. <laughs> and everybody. Everybody that was part of the island, except maybe a couple people. I don't know. I think it was everybody. Everybody that was on the island, they were all waiting for Jack to figure out it's purgatory. And then when he figured out it was purgatory, they were like, we did it, guys. We can all move on to being dead for real. Which I guess is better. I don't know. I mean, I, yeah, probably. It's better than... I don't know. I've been living on an island. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. But yeah, man, I, so yeah, the, with the 1899 show, like that one, I was kind of, that one, I was definitely hoping it was not a simulation thing. And then it turned out to be a simulation thing. And then when I started watching Don't Worry, Darling, I was like 10 minutes in and I was like, this better not be a simulation. <laughs> and then when they revealed it, I was like, damn it. <laughs> How long did that take to, to reveal? Uh, the, re- the real reveal was like, well, there's like a pseudo reveal, probably like a third of the way through. And then the real reveal is like the, the end of the movie. When it's like the big like oh it's a movie yeah okay. it's a movie it's a movie uh, okay yeah so anyway 
tired. I, I guess what I'm saying is I'm tired of it was a simulation the whole time. It's just it's, that's not interesting anymore. <laughs> okay, I mean that's like two times that that happened, and the Matrix, and some other anime that I've watched before. Like <laughs> it's the and now that I found out there's a whole genre of anime that it's just a simulation the whole time. <laughs> I mean, there's some versions of that where they know that they're in a simulation. I mean, yeah. Well, and and that yeah. was the case with a couple people in 1899, and so, a handful of people in Don't Worry, Darling. Like they knew. Wait, wait. So, are, are you? Would you include like ones where like we're in a video game as it's all a simulation? How do you? How do you mean? Well, it's like have you heard of Sword Art Online? As far as like, like animes, that was that was like. It was like an MMO, like a VR MMO, and uh, apparently every single VR helmet was a death trap where uh, if you took the helmet off, it would kill you. Like, it was a brand new game, and you had, like, this peripheral that you had to get, right? Mm-hmm. So you put that on, and then it's like, okay, we're all in the game. And uh, and then, like, the day, like, opening day of the game, the game designer, who had, like, I think he had killed himself already, like, left a posthumous, posthumous message of, like, uh, if you die in the game, you die for real. And if you take the helmet off, you die for real. And then everybody's like, well, fuck, now we're trapped in this game in, in comas for who knows until we beat the game, I guess. And then that was what the anime was about. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's not quite the same. It would have been this. I would have con- considered it the same if the if at the onset of the thing they don't actually give you any context for it being an mmo and then at some point Mm -hmm. like they reveal that everybody's stuck in a headset Uh like do they do do that so it's got there's got to be a there's got to be a shamanamalan-esque twist for it to count yeah i mean i don't consider like i don't consider the matrix necessarily to be a twist because it's like the pretty early on in the movie that they do that. Right. But I mean, it was a surprise for everyone watching them. Yeah. It was a surprise. So it's a twist. You can have a twist in the middle. Okay. Yeah. But it's not, I I don't sure. Yeah. Uh, That's why they call it a twist ending. Not a, you know, because twists can happen at any point. Yeah. So, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yeah, I guess yeah. With my thing, there's got to be a twist. There's got to be some kind of reveal that mm-hmm. it was a it was a simulation. Uh, if you okay. lead with that, it doesn't. It's not the same because tr- the whole the idea I think is to like, oh, here's a bunch of weird stuff. Here's a bunch of like mystery box sort of scenarios. What's going on with this? Uh, it was a simulation the whole time. Okay. No, no. All right, all right, all right, all right, fine. Okay. All right, no more simulations, but I have a proposition for you. All right, so it's a it's a world where you have a virtual reality game and you put a headset on and you enter it, and then the twist is you're actually entering the real world when you go into the video game. Uh-huh. Because <laughs> you're the video game? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how it works. That's the twist. 
Well, that's kind of what I liked about the that the peripheral show was like uh-huh. they were putting on the headset and they're like, I'm in a video game. And they're like, yeah, I'm a robot. Ah, yeah, see, there you go. That's exactly it. Yeah. That, that's how you do it. What they did. That thing. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I liked that show. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, some of that stuff was. Because it's all, it's all not a simulation. And then you're like, ooh, tell me more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I see. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they did. There were some things I did not like about that show, but like the the ending to season one, I felt was like what confusing about like what? Yes. Also, they tried to explain the mechanics in like a very like. Uh, I I feel I feel like that whole system was created by someone who doesn't understand it themselves or something. Like I feel like there's one person who maybe has their head around like what how their time travel rules work but then didn't tell anybody else and uh there was not a satisfying explanation for any of that worked at all yeah yeah i i i think there is a way they could have explained it to work but they did not explain it in a satisfying way for me to go oh that's what happened I have to like retroactively go like, uh, was it this? Was it? Well, like for me, the entire premise was, I was kind of like, do I even like, so what I, what I gathered from that one was like, all these people are in like one possible future and they're like altering the past to create new alternate futures, but their future is stuck and it's never going to change. So I'm kind of like, why do they even care <laughs> then? Yeah, well, like, and it sounded like... I mean, it's not going to help them. It's not going to help their world. Like, who fucking... Care? Like, why care? Well, like, oh, great. Well, we... Like, the fact that they could go and create an alternate re- an alternate future where it, it's a better place. But it's like, yeah, but there probably already is an alternate future where it's a better place by that logic. And so, like, you're just dicking around being jerks. Yeah, because, right. So in their thing, they're like using their thing to, yeah, try to manipulate events through like partial mind control sort of scenarios and then try to get things to play out differently because because the people doing the time travel stuff, well, there's two two people doing the time travel stuff, right? There's a number of people doing time travel stuff, but I mean, like, yeah, like it's it's kind of like travelers where they can like send an like an Uber Eats order back in time, and and like, but instead of Uber Eats, it's like they can send a Hitman order back in time. Like, they don't actually have to mind control anybody; they can just go put up like a like a fucking Craigslist request for whatever in the past through some kind of magic science. Yeah, but I thought the whole, I thought the like mind control chips in people's brains. Yes, they can do that too. Yeah. I thought that was the, that was like the big morality question that the future people were having about like, Oh, we found out about this thing. That's a big deal. Uh, Uh, I guess, but I mean like they're changing the past with other stuff. It's like, yeah. And they also like, do things to like ensure that that past like destroys itself and like kind of 
literally nukes itself and prunes that timeline. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. I don't know why they're doing what they're doing. There's like no, there's no explanation that is satisfying for why the future people are doing what they're doing. Yeah, well, and unless they, but they seem to not know that this workaround existed. Where I don't know, main girl dumps her consciousness into a different timeline version of herself so that when she dies in another timeline she bumps over into a different timeline and like is that what happened that is the only explanation i understand is that she cast her brain into a remote timeline that they had not like been uh toyed with yet and then had herself be murdered so that that she knew knew that timeline was going to get destroyed because of the things set in motion. And so she had herself be killed so that she could be brain teleported into a different timeline. Okay, but like, I mean, humanity dying doesn't kill a timeline. Like, no, it didn't kill the timeline. She just knew that there was like, there was that, that, that timeline in like several weeks or something like nuclear holocaust, right? And so she uh-huh. was like, oh, well, I don't want that. Uh, so I'm going right. to take the knowledge that I have of what's going on in the future and put myself into a, a checkpoint that has been saved through their time manipulation system and reload my checkpoint. Okay. Okay, fine. But then, I mean, that's just that's just Rick and Morty jumping dimensions to one where they didn't Cronenberg everybody. And I mean, that's like... You didn't save anyone. Yes. You just let them die, and now you're in a different place. <laughs> yes. yes. Like, the only person you saved was yourself, maybe. Well, and, and I don't really understand at this point, because, like, if she sits there with the existential crisis of, like, infinity me's have survived and infinity me's have died. Like, what's the point of anything? <laughs> you know? Like, she's not sitting there struggling with that. But she does, I guess, have the wherewithal to, like, want to save her own mind brain and like put it in a different body of herself and i don't know what happens to that person like did she just did, right. did she just kill herself twice yeah like what I does that know. mean and then but then yeah like you're saying like what's the what's the actual goal for her is she just trying to like save her mom is that it yeah I so know, like no but i mean like but she didn't she already failed so yeah like she could save a different mom but it's like Whatever. Ugh. I just yeah, that's said right. I like this sense. show, and now I already hate it again. <laughs> You're welcome. Well, I liked the the baseline premise of a of a VR machine that takes your brain into the future. That was interesting. Like that was a unique thing. But yeah. now that we're talking about don't, the mechanics of the show, I'm like, well, this sucks. <laughs> Don't don't worry. It did it on such a cliffhanger that they won't pick it back up again. Yeah. Well, maybe it was inexpensive I, enough that Amazon is like, yeah, let's do it again. Probably not. Yeah. You're right. Well, okay. It's on Amazon, so it's got a shot. If it were on HBO or Netflix, it would be gone. So yeah. Yeah. It would, <laughs> if it was on HBO, it would have already been deleted from the servers and never accessible. <laughs> you can no longer watch it. It's only been a week after the show finished, but now nobody can ever watch it again. So someday they'll have like an HBO resurrected where they'll like bring back like a bunch of the stuff that they just had permanently deleted and 
you'll also be able to watch like the Batgirl movie on there. <laughs> no, that thing, thing that thing's got to get pirated. There's no nobody's gonna put that up for retail. I don't think. <laughs> it'll be like the it'll be like the Roger Corman Fantastic Four movie where it never actually got released, but somebody got a work print of it. Was that the one that was the porno that uh, that was referenced in? In uh... <laughs> Sorry, I just think of the one that was like from Arrested Development was like the Fantastic Four porn video. Oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, it wasn't that. It, yeah, it was a legitimate movie that was created, but it felt more like a TV movie, like a major so TV movie. Was it one that was, was it also just like so bad that they just decided not to actually release it yeah but i think but i think the reason it was made was to hold on to the rights to the fantastic four like they had they had you know a, there's like a window of time where like if you don't actually utilize this property in in this time window to make a commercial movie right right so right so that was fox just holding on to the rights yeah yeah because they they were like no we're not yeah. gonna let this fall back into Marvel's hands and then somebody else scoop up this ace property. Yeah. Fantastic Four. <laughs> Even though there's never been a good Fantastic Four movie. No. Um the the best one is the first Jessica Alba one. But even that one's not good. Right. Um because as I, I don't know if we've discussed it on the podcast but the guy made a superhero machine and they never really bring it up that they that they could put anybody yeah they don't talk about the superhero yes exactly yes yes there's lots of there's lots of shows that do stuff like that and like i get frustrated that people don't talk about that part of things enough (laughs) right but yeah like he totally made a superhero machine yeah and yeah and then it's like at the end like thing all he wanted to do is get cured he gets cured and he's like no i don't want to get cured i want to get uncured again yeah and so he gets because was it like a now when he gets cured he gets is that like he goes into the machine and it cures him and then he goes back into the machine and they reverse the polarity and it makes him a superhero yeah it's just i mean it's, it's basically Superman it's just a flip it switch it's just off and yeah. on you know powers no powers whatever and also like yeah. Just like the show Heroes, like powers are, you get what you get. Always, you always get, you the, get the same, same ones. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exactly like that, or like Inhumans or other things, right? Where it's like you, whatever power you're gonna get, you always get the same one. You don't get some new third power <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. It's like, oh, uh, okay, I got to turn back into the thing to fight him, and he goes, and it's like, damn it! Now all I do is shoot glitter out of my ass. <laughs> Run it again. Run it again. And then it's just like, yeah, yeah. Turn it off. Undo, undo. Okay, give me another power. Nope. This one's now I'm just now I'm just made of core. I can't do anything with that. Yeah. Nope. Okay. Psychically control monkeys. Still not helpful enough. But maybe. How big are the monkeys? No, just not in New York. There's just not enough monkeys. Uh, Yeah. You you got the ones at the zoo, and they're all they're all just kind of depressed. Psychically control rats or pigeons. Maybe he's got a shot. Oh yeah, yeah. If you could psychically control rats. Doctor yeah. Doom would be toast. Yeah, yeah. Who is that? Hamlin? Is that the guy that does that? What? 
<laughs> Isn't there actually a hero named Hamlin or something that cyclically controls? Uh, I thought there was like a guy called the Rat King or something. There's probably like 50 versions of rat controlling heroes. The Rat Catcher. That's a guy. Right. Um, oh, yeah. He was <laughs> in there the Suicide Squad. Yeah. Is there a list of like, here's all the people that can control rats? If the, uh, Google says, is there a rat superhero? What character controls rats? <laughs> Wait, there's another character named Vermin. Okay. What is he? Is he a... What is he from? Oh, he's the Marvel rat control. So that was who it would have to be. Is, uh, <laughs> this character named Vermin. Since it's the Marvel Universe. Ratcatcher is uh, DC. Um, and this is a bunch of ads for mousetraps. So not much help there, Google. But <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so like it's Ed Willard. That's the other one, but I don't think that was from comics. <laughs> that might have been a comic, but I don't know, or it might have been a book. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So anyway, Fantastic Four. What were we talking about? Why did we talk about Fantastic Four? Bad movies. Uh, oh, because you had to like make a movie, a crappy movie, to hold on to the rest. Oh yeah. Why did I bring that up? Oh, because uh, Batgirl was never. Going oh to get yes, to... we were never going to see. It. Yeah, and it'd have to be the. The work print. So yeah, Batgirl. I I would I like people are so upset that Batgirl didn't get made, and like I don't really care. Like I don't feel like DC is making good movies right now. Yeah, like uh, they're like, all upset that they didn't and, release it. That I'm like, but you wouldn't have watched it. Like if there well, hadn't been well, this for, controversy over it being released, like you would not have watched it. Exactly right. Nobody would have watched it, and like the other thing is. You know, if you you seen how bad the movies that they actually released are, and if they're saying like this one was too bad to release, given their standards, yes. like what, what in the like extra monkey hell, terrible this was that movie? Yeah, this is like this is not a too hot for TV sort of situation. This is too bad for DC. Like that is a low. That's a low. That's like sub Wonder Woman 1984. Like that's it's worse than that. It's worse than that. It's worse than Black Adam. It's worse than Black Adam. Yes. It's yes. uh, I think that had too much rock to fail, though. Like that was that was going to be they were going to release that because of (laughs) too much rock to fail. That sounds like the name of a tenacious D song. <laughs> uh, yeah, that that was like I mean, we went to go see it in the theater and it wasn't good, but I mean, it was goofy. Like there's that. I think I was really it, it did make me kind of sad because like they introduced a whole bunch of stuff like they just throw in a whole bunch of stuff at you like they introduce dr fate they introduce adam smasher they introduce hawkman uh concepts like the justice society inth metal 
like all these things just like boom 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 here's all this stuff and then they just kind of throw throw them all in there and, and they're all just like nothing they're all just nothing burgers <laughs> right. it's a black adam was amanda waller in that one too mm, yes yeah right okay yeah yeah and then yeah and i was a little confused initially because amanda waller shows up and i'm like she's in this show and then she's talking to a dude on a video screen and she calls him carter and i'm like carter who the hell's carter and i forgot that carter hall is hawkman is hawkman yeah. yeah uh but he was yeah but he's played by a black guy and like i'm just used to the justice league cartoon where he's a white guy and i'm what? like oh okay right, but- carter hall duh yeah hawkman and then i'm like wait all right he was in the trailer wait why is she talking to the justice society <laughs> oh well and, and i'm just kind of like uh doesn't hawkman suck a lot more than this that was my <laughs> that was my thought the whole movie oh well did you watch it Yes. I mean, I watched it and not in the theater because the about, no, that's not. I mean, no, like, well, if you watch the Justice League cartoons, like Hawkman's Hawkman and Hawkgirl are like, they're all right. Like, they're not the strongest people. Like, you definitely got to throw them in before you throw in Superman to, like, make it seem like a tough fight. Right. Right. But like, but like, at least Hawkgirl is actually a Thanagarian. Hawkman is just like some dude into Egypt shit. And he's just wearing like a wing costume. It depends. <laughs> I mean, I think it depends. Also, on like which... he he was just like fucking Batman, but with hawk crap in that movie. I mean, he never had a hawk mobile, and he's got a hawk mobile in that movie. Like, what's going on? I don't on know there? why he's got a hawk hawk spaceship. They just like they were just like let's just well we can't we can't just put Batman in this movie so. Let's just make a Batman and we'll call him Hawkman. And also he's kind of Superman. And then that that'll be that. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Because, yeah, I mean, Hawkman also. Is also like reincarnated from like. Ancient Egyptians and might be. I don't know if that relates to Thanagar in any way, but. (laughs) Anyway, or he's just crazy. I don't know. Uh, well, I mean, I think I don't know. Sometimes they act like he's crazy. Sometimes he is like possessed by ancient Egyptians. Um, I don't really know much about. I've seen a lot of iterations of Hawkman, but <laughs> anyway. Oh, and Doctor Fate, Doctor Fate's in there as like Pierce right. Brosnan, and I'm like, oh man, that's a pretty good casting for Doctor Fate. They're definitely going to kill him yeah, in the end of this yeah. movie. They can't hold on to Pierce Brosnan. There's, there's no way that they're going to get Pierce Brosnan to do more than one of yeah. these. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. The Rock must have thrown a lot of money at him to get him in that movie. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure, like, I don't know that he single-handedly funded the what? whole thing, but, like, I'm pretty sure the only reason that movie is made was because, it was because The Rock wanted to play Black Adam. <laughs> Right, but then also like I can't be a I can't be a villain, even though that's Black Adam's thing. He's he's the freaking villain of Shazam. <laughs> yes, he is the anti Shazam. He's like I'm not a. I mean, that's like that's like 
you know, somebody throwing a billion dollars at, at a studio and saying, I want to be Sinestro, but also make me the hero. It's like, that's not how it works, dummy. Or making a movie about the Joker where he's also not the villain. <laughs> yeah. What the hell? <laughs> like, this is, again, no. Yeah. We're just, I'm over it. I mean, and that's. See, this is another problem with just DC is like they want like they have the whole and Suicide Squad is the same thing. And like the the sad thing is Suicide Squad is the best movie that they did. Not the first one, but the, the second Suicide one. Squad. Yeah. Yeah. And but it's like. That was the best one. And but also I kind of hate it because they have this habit of like making villains and psychopath murderers heroes and uh that's not cool yeah it's i did you watch peacemaker yes so i at least like <sighs> there's a there's a sort of a redemption arc with those people though and I uh-huh. I do like that, like that by doing, by being forced to do good things, they are like becoming better people and they're not just the murderers that they were, right? Or at least with Peacemaker, uh-huh. he would like learn things over the course of that show. Yes, he like grew as a character and realized that he was actually a villain asshole. Yeah. But then, and then, like to contrast that, of course, they had the perfect character, Vigilante, who is just a sociopath. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, I do, I do appreciate that. That like, people can change and be better. You know. Um, so and and I think that that, in a way, justifies Batman. You know who like. <laughs> So much of his time is spent just like trusting that people can change and be better, even though he himself is always the same. But like, uh, right. But yeah. And then, and then you compare this to the Titans series, which goes the opposite direction where they take people that are supposed to be heroes and they make them such dicks that they feel like they're villains in their own show that they're the stars of where they're supposed to be the heroes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, freaking Nightwing just walks into an airport and starts assaulting security guards. And then, like, later he gets broken out of prison and then he saves a city. But everybody knows his real name and who he is. And he doesn't go back to jail for the crime that he committed and also breaking out of prison. Like, what What the hell is happening in that show? That show sounds awful. No, you could not get through it. You would not be able to get through it. I mean, like, if you look at, like, the murder count of the heroes versus the villain in the first season, uh, the heroes are about 10 to 1 as far as murders go. Um, including, including like, uh, one of the first people that they help get killed, which is the reason, like, Slade, who's the villain in that season, is going after them in the first place. It's like, oh, you... Like you helped get his son killed, so okay. So, like, literally, they've got like way more deaths on their hand than Slade does in that show, and he's supposed to be an assassin. 
<laughs> it's just like, I can't even keep up with these people. <laughs> I mean, I only kill these people because I get paid to. <laughs> right. Like, I mean, the only people he's trying to kill are them. And they're the ones that are murdering everyone. What a show. What a show. Yeah. I mean, like, Star Fi- Starfire murders, like, three people in, like, the first five minutes she's on screen. Oh, my gosh. Or something, something like that. It, it was, it was like immediate. Like, hi, I'm Starfire. Murder. Ugh, ugh. This is what's wrong with. Part of what is wrong with DC is the whole like Zack Snyderification of everything, where everybody's just a murderer and they get away with it, and people are just like, I yeah, don't know. I like, guess they're the hero. Yeah. Oh, yeah. our characters are so dark that they're the villains now. So yeah, everybody's just gross and dark and murder. And, like, I don't know. I like, I like the Bruce Tim version of the characters. <laughs> I like the Batman the Animated Series and the Justice League Unlimited. Like, they were fun. Wow. They were fun characters who had fun. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, they're, I guess they're getting rid of Snyder and replacing him with James Gunn, who did the Suicide Squad. What? He did yeah, the like, Suicide and, Squad and Guardians of the Galaxy. And Peacemaker. And Peacemaker. So I expect it to be significantly more fun and probably about 60% more gay. Uh, <laughs> so so yeah, he took this he they took they decided they were like, okay, you know, this other stuff isn't isn't working. But this guy <gasps> made Made two very good things, and let's right. just make him the head of things and not let Marvel get him back. <laughs> uh-huh. I think yes. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is probably going to be his last Marvel thing. Well, and I think that's the last that I I think some of the actors in that wanted to stop doing it anyway, so. Yeah. Yeah. You want to talk about a video game? <laughs> oh, um, I guess. That's what we're supposed to talk about, right? Yeah, I mean, we got... We're almost an hour in. Okay, okay, go. What is it? Go. Uh, oh, let's just, let's talk about the sports story thing. So sports story, sequel to golf story. Okay. Uh, apparently, I haven't played it, and I'm not sure about buying it, because I've heard it's not very good uh, by comparison. Okay. And this... What the reason it got like on my radar again was not because people were talking well about it, but because apparently there was a secret room where the developers of the game created a kind of a shit talking room where you could go up to a bunch of NPCs and they grumble somewhat specifically but ambiguously as well about certain specific development problems that I guess their team were running into, like with you keep telling us to add more features and why can't we just like fix the bugs that are there instead of adding more features and you know it's almost like somebody doesn't know how to write and they just come here and like throw a bunch of ideas out and stuff and so you know some person or a group of people took the time to make this room 
that she's just like taking a dump on very specific people or situations that they were having to work with. And then they shipped the game with it. (laughs) (laughs) And then they released a patch that changed all the dialogue to instead of complaining about the development, just saying stuff like, we're being very efficient and everything is going well. (laughs) Alternate history. Yeah. And so it's just like, oh, like, I don't know. I I don't know if I want to buy a sports story now because of this. <laughs> just because of that? Or... Because of the accumulation of things. The like, it kind of just got shuffled out the door without any sort of possess, like any pomp or anything it was just like that's oh, released now and uh and seriously when did it come out last year like the end of last okay. year yeah i i had heard about it and i i thought it had come out a while back and i yeah yes right. like there there was like some trailer or something for it a long time ago and it was supposed to have been re- released earlier but uh Apparently, these development issues just kept pushing it out and pushing it out. And then what what did get released, people are like, yeah, it's just kind of a mess. And uh, and so I'm like, ugh, well, people who liked Golf Story don't think it's very good. And then, like, the people who made it seem to think it's not very good. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Then I'm like, I don't. Think I'm if gonna think if people who made the game hate it enough to make a room where they talk about how much they hate the game, then what does that tell yeah. you about the game? Yeah, yeah. But that, also, that's that's sad because I I really did like Golf Story. Yeah, I thought that was great game. Um, yeah, so I'm just like, man. But also, like, I don't know that this feels like the most like the such a very elaborate like post-it note on the fridge for like stop eating my yogurt you know uh-huh. <laughs> like they were so frustrated and, and bitchy about it that they're like i'm gonna make this room and they're gonna know that i'm frustrated with this thing but i'm gonna hide it <laughs> yeah i mean it was clearly a designer that did that that's designer shenanigans right there. Uh-huh. Uh, so they're definitely fired. Um, <laughs> yeah, because it's not like you... If they have any kind of like source control or anything for that game, it's like, you can find out who made those changes. Yeah, and I, I can't like, imagine uh, making a modern video game with more than three people and not having that, that source control. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. But yeah, that anyway, that made me sad. <laughs> uh, but it did somebody at work like uh this got posted at work and somebody at work was like thought initially that it was like a like a meta commentary on like game development. And I I watched the video and I'm like, "No, nah, man, this is like 
people spilling the tea on development. This is not a commentary <laughs> on game development as a whole. No. No, definitely not. I mean, yeah. But you can <laughs> But when they said that I was like, you know what what would be funny to have in our game is like you have to like find this, you know, like a bookcase or something with no collision on it and you can walk through it. And then you get in there and there's like two NPCs talking to each other about like one of them's really excited because they're like, yeah, we, man, we made it, made it into the ship game. And the other one's like, no, we got cut. They're not even supposed to be here. And, and the other guy's <laughs> like, but the player's right here. Like we're in it. And it's like, no, man, uh-huh. there's not even, we can't walk around. There's no pathing. They didn't generate navigation here. We got cut. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then the other guy's like, yeah, but well, I mean, at least we're finished assets, so like it's always DLC, right? <laughs> right. So I thought that would be a funny gag. But it's probably not gonna make it. No. It's been cut. <laughs> exactly. Well, that brought us to an hour. You want to wrap it up? Sure. All right. What do you want to? What do you want to name it? Don't know. There's a couple of good things in there. I remember too much rock to fail. I like that one. I like too much <laughs> rock to fail. I forget what I'm the other waiting one was. For, yeah, I'm waiting for Jack Black to. Uh, work on the music and lyrics for that. I feel like there was something when we were talking about Willow that came up, but I don't remember. Yes. If you find if you find out after you review the tapes. <laughs> there there was there was something else earlier, but I've forgotten. Okay, well let's I guess for now I'll consider it too much rock to fail. And then... Yeah, that's probably gonna be the best one. <laughs> Well, then we can end it there. All right.